live as usual. Sorry for a little bit of delay, but we are here talking some NBA playoffs with my guys, Zoo and Peebush. How you guys doing? Doing all right, man. Zoo and I just got back from uh, Vegas, so we're pushing through and uh, kicking right into the finals, man. So it should be a good series based on uh, – not based on game one, I shouldn't say that. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think with Giannis getting his feet under him, we're going we're gonna to be in for a good series. So I'm pumped for that. Yeah. Man, not going to lie, Sean, man, I'm barely hanging in there, man. My voice is dead. My <laughs> left shoulder is freaking sore. My head is a little lightheaded, but I'm ready to go, baby. But CP3 showed up, so I got to show up, even though my voice might disappear during this podcast, man. It might disappear. No, nah, me, me and people are going to carry a little bit of the weight, man. We see you uh, struggling right now. Uh, you have to get, be a guy that comes off the bench for us. He yeah. a couple good six buckets. Man. Yeah, six <laughs> men of the year right here, Zoo. But I um, wanted to go back a little bit because uh, last time we talked to you guys, we talked about the uh, – we were kind of in the conference finals, and I wanted to get the guys' opinions on those games. Um, obviously, the Clippers took the Suns to game six, but, you know, Chris Paul dated that and got the Suns and advanced them. And then, you know, unfortunate for Trey, he was injured, and the Bucks, you know, extinguished the Hawks in game six as well. So I wanted to get the guys' thoughts on, I guess, both of those games and – uh what they thought thought about the Hawks and the um, other teams in the playoffs that how they played and people I'm gonna start with you. Well, I'm gonna start with the Hawks because you know I I don't think many people thought that the Hawks were gonna enter the NBA Finals, but you know hey they they put up a damn good fight. You know, they yeah. went six games. Um, you know they lost their easily best player in Trey Young, which is unfortunate with his with his first push. But being in his third year, man, I mean come on, that that's a pretty damn good third year getting to the conference finals. Um, you know, given giving a very experienced team a tough series. I know that they were missing Giannis for a couple games, and you know the Bucks stepped up. You know, Drew Holiday had a nice game. Brooke Lopez had a great game with thirty three and seven seven. Um, but look, man, I think I think the Hawks are going to be there. You know, years going forward. I'm not saying they're going to be doing this year in and year out, making the conference finals. You know, going for the finals because I think there are some other up and coming teams in the Eastern Conference, but. They've definitely solidified, I'd, I'd argue, a top four spot in the East, um, you know, at least power rankings wise for next year. They're only going to get more experience. This was a great thing that they had to go through. We learned a lot from uh, Kevin Werder, dude. I mean, we got the Red Velvet. He had some nice show outs. Um, they got a young team. I love Bogdanovich's game. So um, that Hawks series was kind of went as expected. I think a lot of people had the Bucks and six, but I would have liked to have seen a healthy matchup. Um, cause who knows, could have gone seven. So I, I did, I did enjoy that series, but Zoo, what, what would you think about Trey Young there? Oh man, what a shame he got injured, man. Yeah. Cause the, mm. the minute he got injured, I knew the series over. It was mm -hmm. over. And no matter even the game they won without him, like without Trey Young, no shot at all. Even though Giannis got injured, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday was enough to beat that Atlanta Hawks. See, I don't know. I still don't even know how they made the playoffs. The Atlanta Hawks was a, a team that was on the rise. Like an eighth, seventh seed, but they somehow jumped in the top four. Incredible, Nate McMillan, man, he got himself a full time job. Yeah. Oh, Deserves yeah. it absolutely. This guy legitimately changed this franchise this season, man. It was incredible what this guy's done compared to Lloyd Pierce, who might never ever get a job again. <laughs> yeah. That dude was you a know, he's for the USC booty. team. You know that? Um, I, didn't know. I just saw that the other day. He's an assistant, is, that's right? He's yeah. assistant. Yeah, that's man. crazy. He's lucky. That could be his last payday in basketball. Legitimately, like, what he did to that that Hawks team, man, like he was awful, man. They were out of the playing tournament before Nate McMillan came in to save the day. But yeah. 
the Bucks and Six, though. Shout out to the Bucks and Six. That got me $20 and $20, baby. Andrew Jackson, <laughs> baby. Let's go, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they came in clutch, baby. They came in clutch for me. But, man, but shout out to the Hawks. They were impressive for a young team, but the Bucks, they've been, they've been waiting for this. They, they gave Drew Holiday so much freaking money. Giannis got his Supermax. Like, they're in win now most. They got to get it done this year. So, if they don't get it done this year, man, it's going to be tough to come back again because all this injury luck, man, that they got this year yep. ain't going to be happening again. So, this is their one only shot to win a title, or this is their best shot to win a title. And mm-hmm. if it closes, man, you saw what happened to the Houston Rockets, man. When they had their shot, you missed that one shot, man. The door might close forever on you, and your superstar might be gone. So, you got to maximize when you get the opportunity. Couldn't couldn't agree more, man. But the the on the other side, man. I mean, I think we got it. I know we've continually given the Clippers shoutouts um, for just pushing through there. There, I, I think that mm-hmm. was the biggest injury. Um, you know, I know Anthony Davis. You know, a lot of people could consider that one too. But man, when the Clippers lost, why? I know Zoo and I. You and I. They, they were our favorite there at, at the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah. There. It was kind of them yeah. and the Suns. Them and the Suns and. Uh, you know, with, with Kawhi going out, I know there was, you know, rumors that he might have returned, and obviously we know he didn't. Um, but, man, Paul George, you know, props to him. We gave him a lot of crap last year in the yeah, bubble. Um, he, he he proved himself um, as, as, a, as probably a number one guy if he wanted to be. Um, I think he fits a number two better. Uh, but, you know, what he was doing, especially in that game, game five, I believe it was, to force game six, just had a huge showing out. They were hitting everything. And also shout out Reggie Jackson, man, because he earned himself some nice money whenever he whenever he's paying up next. Um, he was left and right. Um, they were, they had great. I, I I don't even know what the Clippers' offense was. Pretty much the entire playoffs when they weren't playing with Kawhi, they were just like passing the bar on. They jack up threes, and all of them happened to be going in. So hey, it was it was fun to watch. I, I did enjoy watching them play. Um, but you know that three headed monster in Phoenix, man, is is tough to play against, especially when. Mm-hmm. The Clippers really don't have, you know, Boogie actually came in and played well, but, you know, they didn't really have anybody that can completely match up with Aiton, um, and they just couldn't contain Chris Paul there at the end. He was just going point God mode, as everybody likes to say for him. So it was a tough series. Clippers, hopefully they can come back healthy next year and, and make another push because, damn, they have some really good role players that are that are really not role players. So it was it was fun series or it was a fun playoffs to watch them play so i'm glad mm-hmm. they continued to make it on even even with the Kawhi setback yeah that Kawhi lettered injury man they just got bad luck man this la clippers yeah. team man it, i feel like it is cursed because this is their year to Kawhi Leonard they're role players like you saw without a superstar they beat the utah jazz mm-hmm. like they whooped them and donovan mitchell was balling like Rudy Gobert was buying, like all their guys were playing, even though Mike Conley, the trash can he was in the freaking playoffs. That guy was atrocious <laughs> off injury, man. That guy was atrocious. He, dude, he freaking trash ruined can, his chance man. of getting on, a bag, man. man. He ruined his chance of getting a bag because he's a free agent this year. And That's dude, man, if the Utah Jazz gives that man like a three for 30, man, they are going to regret it and they will not win the title. And Donovan Mitchell will be looking elsewhere because Mike Conley is not the dude you give a guy money to. Like CP3, point God. Mike Conley, point fraud, man. Because, man, <laughs> like, come on. Nah, I'm telling you, man, Mike Conley is not the dude, man. He's not the dude to get not it done for, in the playoffs. Not for the, be- not for the best team in the league. If you're holding the best team in the, your best record yeah. in the league, you need, you need 
honestly, anybody. It doesn't even have to be a point guard. It could be another combo guard like Donovan Mitchell. We kind of are seeing that he a bit. Did, yeah. The secondary with, guy to be the, his like helper when oh, he's yeah, not shot creating because just so he, he doesn't have to score fifty a game for them to win. I mean that was kind of the outcome we've seen the past couple the bubble season and this season is that when Mitchell scored fifty that was really the only guaranteed way they were winning. Yeah, um, he had either to that get or they were, either that or they were playing the eighth seed Grizzlies who were still giving him a hard time. So I don't know, man. And, them and the, them and the Bucks are kind of stuck a little bit. I think those are the teams that are a bit stuck right now. Um, the Bucks are able to move on, so we can't we can't throw any shade at them quite yet. Yeah. And Rudy Gobert oh is atrocious. He's atrocious. For a defensive player of the year, he was the biggest liability on defense. T. Sure. Lou took out Zubac, put Nicholas Batum at center, and Rudy Gobert was neutralized, man. Yep. Rudy, like the guy was just chasing three-point shooters, and he can't guard three-point shooters because he's a big man. His feet are not that quick. And we yep. see DeAndre Ayton showing that he is more valuable as a player, even on the defensive side. He's more versatile compared to Rudy Gobert in the playoffs. I agree. Because you can't really – he's can't a great pick point. on You can't pick on him. He has – he's got quit. He, he's, he's smarter than I thought. Like, he's got a lot smarter this year, obviously, playing with CP3, who's one of the smartest basketball players in the world. He obviously evolved DeAndre Ayton from being a young buck, and he's playing like a veteran like every yes. night I see him on ESPN, man, they pretty much said like first time center since Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Like stats that we've just not seen since like historical big man. And what this guy has done at the defensive end on defensive rebounding, being a big guy that got picked and roll, man, calling out he's very vocal on defense. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton is getting a bag and he's showing why he's the number one pick in a draft mm. with Luka Doncic and Trey Young. What a draft. What a historical draft. This guy is in line of getting a max contract and a championship mm-hmm. ring. So, yeah. what, 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 a what a year. The Phoenix Suns. <laughs> oh. and, and, what, and what a year for Aiton. <laughs> DA, oh, man. DeAndre Aiton, man, is showing. Like, every time I see this dude, this dude just runs like a gazelle. Him and CP3 in a pick and roll is so beautiful. Because he could pass, too. He could pass yeah. to the open shooters, man. He's not like. He's not just a big that can't really do anything else. He's, he has decent mid-range, can rebound, can pass. Like He's got good skills for a seven-footer, man, yeah, but man. good fundamental skills. He's just not a big out there. He's got skills, unlike Rudy Gobert, who sucks on offense, man. Very true. I mean, you know, if, if, if you're going to be a number one pick, man, you got to have offense as a big man, offensive game, and yeah. solid defense, especially in this NBA. You ain't drafting a, a center number one overall that cannot at least contest a jump shot. I mean, because, Zoo, you saw the Clippers, they switched a small ball. All Batum had to do was tip the ball to one of his teammates every Mm -hmm. time. As long as he could get a hand on it, he didn't have to grab it with two hands and grip and rip like they teach you in middle school, elementary school, YMCA basketball. He just had to tip it back to one of his teammates, and they were out and running. So that was that's something the teams, the Jazz are going to have to adjust, one, and teams are now going to know how to play the Jazz based on what the Clippers did to them. So that was a great point, too. You know what I also think is kind of like just because of what basketball is now, like I think what is more acceptable is more so the, I guess, the fine role of the, uh, I would say, the perimeter lockdown. Okay, like Gobert, for instance, like we know he can't do anything on offense, but he's like defensive player of the year all the time. Okay, that's good. But I feel like you can tolerate that more with like a wing guy because of all the important wings that are really good at scoring. Like – 
I think the only way, and I don't know, I mean, I'm not sure what draft Gobert was in, but I think now as a GM, it would be really irresponsible for you to draft. A, I don't care how dominant the guy is on defense. If he's seven foot tall, six foot 11, I think it'll be really irresponsible if you draft any guy that's over six eleven or seven foot and he has no resemblance of an offensive game. Like, the like totally you know, DeAndre right. Ayton, he, you know, is the anchor in the middle and can be defensive, but he can make a jump shot. He can roll to the rim. You know, if they probably gave him more of a chance, he maybe can make one, one or two threes every other game or something like that. But you can see he has the ability to do that. I think with Gobert, it's going to be real interesting if Utah, I think, within this next year, figures out somebody that can trade with them. Because I don't even feel like you can go into next year with him unless they bring in another guy that can help with Mitchell. But I don't even see it. Like, I, I think Rudy Gobert has use in the league. But I don't think he's a guy you can be playing in the playoffs and having him for big minutes because it's just not going to happen. He has, he's no offensive threat. So I yeah. don't know what Utah's going to do. A good, a good. That's a good point, Sean. Because another example of that was kind of like Roy Hibbert on the Pacers back then, right? Like he was. <laughs> yeah. He. I, I mean, look, Roy Hibbert actually had some post moves, and I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Like he could actually move, and he was a great defender. Didn't win three three defensive players of the year, but. Back then, the, the NBA was a bit more defensive, right? So it was, yep. it was harder to win Defensive Player of the Years every year, whereas now there's only maybe two to three guys, and the majority of them are wings, like you said, Sean, that are up. You mm-hmm. know, a Giannis, right? A Ben Simmons as a guard, right, was up there this year. And then it's just kind of Gobert because the, the two best big men in the league are offensive-minded and really can't play that well of defense in Jokic and MVP. Defense is overrated, so, dude. It's, it it, it is overrated. Like, it kind of is, man. But like, I know they it, preach. It I hate when the draft guys are always like, hey, oh, he's lazy on the defensive end. Who cares? He's putting up 30. But, yeah, <laughs> but cares? you can say the same thing. But, like, okay, but why are the Wizards bad every year? They can't play defense, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's not – it's, it's, it's more about team defense yeah. instead exactly. of individual. If he can and, play help. Majority is just help defense, like help defense. I pick and roll rotation from one guy mm-hmm. to another, making like and, the making forcing hard passes. Like it's all yeah. help defense, like, individual. And, and you got to be average. And yeah. that's the difference between Aiton and Gobert. Gobert's not. He's a good help. He's a good rim help defender, but he's not a good mm-hmm. perimeter help defender. Aiton's, Wide open is above. Aiton is above average at both. Gobert is just weighted way too lead much. It, yeah, lead at one. So yeah, he's either got a. He's either got to go through some hella tough training this year and work on his lateral movement because you can work on that and you could stretch. But at the same time, you can't teach foot speed, man. You can't teach that and you can't teach help help defense IQ on the perimeter. That's something you yeah. just develop or learn, get mentored by like a CP3, for example. Right. So I don't want to compare Gobert and Hibbert because I do think Gobert is a better player overall. But yeah. Hibbert, man, there's a reason he didn't go anywhere really after the Pacers was because they played old school basketball in Indiana. And the league changed. And, and the league changed. And man. the league changed, oh. right? So now the league is changing. They now have figured out how to beat Gobert. He really hadn't been figured out, you know, as an individual until really the bubble. I would argue that. Like that they didn't know just yeah, play five small up. guys. Just play mm-hmm. five small guys. Because he can't post up anybody. Yeah, he exactly. can't post can't up. He has, no post he has legit he can't get exposed. Like he yep. can't will himself on offense. So like you can have them like a Nick Patum out there or like a Jake Crowder going um, guarding Rudy Gobert and you won't exactly. get hit offensively. So man, man, oh man, Rudy Gobert has a massive hole in this game. Man, goddamn, like I used to know, man, I'm not a Rudy Gobert. Yeah. yeah, and they're stuck. Oh, and they paid him a lot. They paid him a yeah, lot of money to max, be the second yeah. best player. Yeah, the max you got Donovan Mitchell obviously with the max, so they're out of money. 
They're paying Mike Conley a lot of money. They're out of money. So you can't yeah, how can roster, you trade him. I don't even know if you can you trade can. him. Like what? Yeah, what do you trade him for? Like the, the roster is done. It's peaked. Like what I say, Atlanta Hawks of the West, yep. man, and they did not disappoint more. me at all, man. And Kawhi Leonard's injury. You cannot lose to a team with their best player out, man. No. That was embarrassing. Yeah, I had them winning when Kawhi got injured. I can't believe the Clippers pulled it off, but that is embarrassing. And they would have got swept by the Suns, too, which is even funnier because the Clippers oh, yeah. at least four six <laughs> without yeah, without yeah, one of their big men there, too. In yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, shout out to the Clippers, man. That team is really talented. Really, yeah, that, yes, but yeah, that that speaks to the Clippers and their depth that they had. And a bit, another big shout out to Ty Lu, man. I think he has gotten a lot of crap in terms of his adjustments, but it's been you know hook or crook, however you want to call it. He's been able to, you know, and I've spoken to. I feel like he trusts his bench more. He just plays guys who are hot. And he didn't just stick to a rotation. So credit to him. And I think the Clippers did a good job, even though last year I wouldn't have blamed Doc for that. And I'm not a, a big dot guy, but I feel like that was more on the players. But I think this year you you saw what Tyler wow. was doing. You saw what Tyler yeah. was doing with the players. But man, look at Doc Rivers on the 76ers, yeah, man. They took a hat out and they were yeah. by far the favorites. Vegas favorites far. Consens- consensus. And he still lost. Game yeah. seven, man. They were up three two, man. They had the better team. No significant no injury. Ben Simmons played, Tobias Harris played, Ben Simmons played, all their all stars played. So they legitimately had no excuses in Washington. All Dodgers be like, ugh, 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 Mr. <laughs> Overrated, man. Yeah, just people like Doc Rivers. They don't want to criticize him, but That's I want what to it criticize is. him. My God, man, he's such a likable dude, man. Like he's such a nice guy, but man, coach. he he is not a good playoff coach, man. He's not a good playoff coach. Like T. Lou, what he showed on the Clippers, he had every excuse to to the Jazz. Every oh yeah. Yeah, he went from LeBron's assistant to, man, he's a hell of a coach in the playoffs, man. He makes Mm -hmm. adjustments. He attacks matchups, man, even adjustments from injuries of his own team that he could have obviously couldn't have foreseen and making PG more of a pretty much – he was playing pretty much point guards. Like, he was creating – PG, yeah. PG is creating a lot for his teammates, obviously, without Kawhi Leonard there. So, man, oh, man. Shout-outs to T. Lou, man. Shout-outs to T. Lou. Yeah. We're going to for another podcast once the playoffs start – over it's a lot of trade scenarios and a lot of scenarios that i'm going to throw out to the guys so i want you guys that are listening to make sure you guys look at to look into some of these trades that i'm going to throw out here because i think it's a lot of things i think there's going to be a lot of upheaval in the offseason i think with coaching and players so can't wait for that but i do want to transition into the game that happened last night and you know speaking of the big three with aiden paul and a booker they showed up and showed out for the uh phoenix suns Kind of put a clamp on the first game. You know, I think in the first half, you kind of was looking at maybe, you know, at first I want to give a shout out to Giannis and how it looked like he tore his leg apart. And then he came out in the first game of the finals and actually played way better than I thought he was going to play. His leg yep. went fine. So I thought that was a really good sign for Milwaukee. So I'm not ready to bury them yet, but I'm going to ask the guys what were their thoughts on game one and where they see the series going from now. And uh, Zoo, I'm going to start with you, man. Point God, man. CP3. <laughs> oh, my Lord. This dude is a pick-and-roll wizard, man. Pick-and-roll yep. wizard. The way he gets to his mid-range spots, it's so beautiful to watch. Every shot he took just looks so beautiful. Even his contested threes, man. He, the amount of switching the Milwaukee Bucks did, man. Oh. CP3 got to chose who got to guard him. Like, yeah. legit. He was picking out 
one of our friends' favorite players, Pat Connaughton. All day, man. Pat Connaughton, Mr. Brent Forbes, man. My <laughs> Lord, Brooke Lopez oh, got his Bobby. ass benched. Portis. Bobby Portis, dude. So like every time CP3, because like PJ Tucker, obviously an elite defender. So every time they just have a pick and roll to get him off him. And like I don't know, Bucks will do an adjustment a little too late. But when you have Giannis at the center position, you can't pick on the pick and roll as much. And Giannis is a two-way player. You pick and roll, you have Giannis guard CP3. Okay, I'll live with that. But my oh my oh my, the amount of players that pretty much CP3 got benched just by picking on them. And him and DeAndre Ian <laughs> in a pick and roll. So true. Oh, it's, it's so funny to watch because this dude's 36 years old, dropping mm -hmm. a 32-point game in the in his first NBA Finals, nine assists, only two turnovers, man. CP3 is playing like one of the greatest point guards of all time. I already told you, Pat. He's probably the most complete point guard of all time. Uh, but, yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, yep. skill set-wise, his only liability is his height. Like, yep. outside of his height, he is good at everything. Like, in, in the game of basketball, he's good at everything. And what he's done on this Phoenix Suns team is his greatest achievement ever. And he's yeah. 36 years old. So, my, I'm, rooting for, I'm rooting for Chris Paul to get his ring against Giannis's Bucks right now. Giannis right now, like, he's obviously coming off a hyperextension. He came back Ooh. quick. It looked ugly. Like, like, it's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to be a two to four week injury, but it's coming back in like a, in a week. So, mad process to Giannis to fight through the pain and playing. But man, oh man, this Suns team just looks better. Dude, I Zoo, you made up. You 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 brought up my, arguably my biggest point was the switching on Chris Paul was the difference maker in that game. Um, that along with the the thing is the Suns get to the line way more. I know Book got there. I think ten times. He made all ten. And they, they make everything. He made it. Yeah, he made twenty five. They made twenty five of twenty six. But the Bucks shot nine for 16. So not only did they not even get to the line, they couldn't even make a damn one. I mean, you surprised Van Gattis, Van no, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not surprised. But the, but you got to at least get to the line, at least get to the line as many times because, you know, right there, that's a 16 point difference in free throws right there. Boom. That's that's a close game. I know they're I know the Bucks are never going to really shoot, you know, 85 percent as a team. But if they could get to 70 percent, you know, something like that. I mean, and they got to get their volume up. But the, the the thing that scared me the most was the Bucks shot forty five percent from three, and the Suns shot thirty two percent, and they still got whooped. So you know, I understand <laughs> not a good, not a good, not thing, a good man. look. But I look, I understand that you know Giannis is still getting his legs underneath him. He was able to play, I think, thirty five minutes, put up like twenty and seventeen. I think he only took good about numbers. eleven. He only took about eleven shots, but you know. Like you said, Sean, can't really count him out yet because, you know, he's getting a little bit more rest. He's going to come into game two slightly fresher. He's going through like 24-7 treatment on that knee. Um, so shout out to that medical team for turning him around in a week. But um, look, that Brook Lopez performance was just atrocious. Uh, Drew Holiday had a rough game as well. Oh. He's just been way too inconsistent for them for yeah. making, uh, as Zoo, you've mentioned, the money that he's making. He ain't he ain't living up to those expectations right now. Um but look, offensively, uh, yeah, he he is he's so inconsistent. Like him and Middleton, they either have like really good games or really awful games. Yeah, and my oh my, yeah. Drew Holiday has some awful games. And he and the crazy part is, he didn't guard Chris Paul the whole game. That's what I was just gonna say. He didn't even guard him. Like they relied so heavily on Middleton for almost everything that game. I mean, he took twenty six shots. Right, he was defending left and right. Because Giannis, I mean, 
you know, they have him at the they had him at the five there for a bit. And I don't know what Drew Holiday will fight over screens for you. I think we've all determined that he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And yeah. if you're going up against one of the best perimeter offensive players in the league at age 36, I would hope he can stay 36. in front of him. Come on. I know Chris Paul's got yeah. some beautiful moves, man, but you're one of the Dude, his hair are Kevin, nice, Durant, Kevin Durant shouted out Drew Holiday as one of the best perimeter defenders. If KD can say yeah. that, then he should be able to do something on a six foot. I don't care if he's a point guard or not. It's the finals, <laughs> man. You got to step up. I know it's only game one. They're they're uh, they're not at home, so obviously they're not in the Deer District. Shout out the Deer District. They, it looks like a hell of a time out there. Um, but look, man, I think I think this could I think this will still go six games. I do have the Suns yeah. in six. Um, I think the Bucks will make it competitive once they go back to Milwaukee. It could. I think it could go back two two. I think it could come back two mm-hmm. two entering into Game Five. But I see the Suns taking that edge in Game Five. And as everybody knows, man. You win that game five is crucial, unless you're the 76ers, of course. Um, but look, I, I got this. I got Phoenix pulling it out, and I got Chris Paul winning the Finals MVP. Man, he he deserves it yeah. more than anybody. Oh, and yeah. we said that we said that maybe even a year ago mm-hmm. before the bubble. Which player deserves a championship the most? And it might come to fruition, man. I'm excited for him. Yeah, I'm so happy for CP3, man, because he he didn't hop on a bandwagon. No. He hopped on a project, a rebuilding project, and made it a contender. Man, it's incredible, man. That's what he does. Dude, that's, that's what he does. Dude, it's crazy, he man. He goes to OKC with a bunch of they're, they're pretty yeah. much tanking, turns the franchise around, man. Gets him to the, the first round. Around. Yeah, he turned the Clippers around. Like the LA Clippers were a joke, and then they became a perennial playoff contender every single year. So what Chris Paul has done from city to city to city, even in New Orleans, man. Oh, yeah, Hurricane yeah. Katrina, hey, man, he went there freaking made them get a franchise. Made man. it, a, made it like, a little bit irrelevant, a little bit more relevant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like what CP3 done, city to city to city is incredible. Even Houston, like he went to the, that Rockets team, they went seven games against the KD Warriors, one of the, I think is one of the greatest team of all time. So what he has done in his career, impactful players, yeah. These are my top 20 players of all time already, man. His, his win share has got to be skyrocketing. Yeah, right top 10, man. It is top, it's top yeah. 10 of all time, man. Top 10 go. of all time. I'm not even surprised because his impact on winning and his skill set, man, he, he, is, he is historically great. Historically it's, great. And he's going to get it done this year. It's just it, – it's I don't know how else to say it. It's just a beautiful time watching Chris Paul play basketball. He's so smooth out there. He knows exactly where he needs to be. He's always looking over his shoulder, looking for anybody coming over because he knows he's going to get blocked from behind if there's anybody coming from behind him. So yeah, man, there's there's no other player I'd like to see win, and I'm just glad I'm just glad we're getting an experience that is not Cavs Warriors like we had seen for for way too long. Yeah. So two two new teams. Yeah. Either way, we're getting a new champion. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, one franchise would be real happy. It's been a long time. Phoenix never won. Yeah, Phoenix has Phoenix never, never won. won. And, and the last time since Paul, Kareem. It was Kareem, Kareem. So it's been almost fifty years. Yeah, I, I think with Milwaukee, and I and I think this is an NBA thing, and I kind of understand with Milwaukee because if you look at like their starting five, I know Giannis is hurt, but a lot of the guys on that starting five are guys who can guard somewhat more so than like I guess you could say Phoenix. Like they may have one guy that's like a guy that could maybe like Mikael Bridges. I don't know that could like lock somebody down. But I don't know why it's a thing to just always switch, especially when mm-hmm. you got a guy like Chris Paul, who it doesn't even matter who he's switching on to. Unless he's switching on to Drew Holiday, he's going to take advantage. So, like, if Drew Holiday, even though I didn't see him guarding Chris at all, if he is guarding, like, fight over the pick. 
Because yep. then it it makes Chris make a decision of like, okay, now I have to beat one of the best perimeter defenders. But I feel like when your switch it bails out, you know, Chris, and then Chris is able. I think the perfect example of that was when Brooke Lopez got that. I think it was. I don't even know why that was a flagrant, but like he, I guess because he stepped where he landed or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like Chris makes it to where he sets it up and gets that matchup, and it's like we all know Brooke is not starting off with Chris. Whoever's starting off with Chris, whether it's PJ or Drew or whoever, stick with them. Fight over the screen to make it because to me, it's like cutting the head off the snake or whatever the analogy is. Do that. Like just because yeah. you cut the tail off, it didn't mean the snake or the snake or whatever is going to die. Like it might still be able to yeah. maneuver. And that's what Chris does. And I don't. That happens in the NBA a lot. The thing is now is to switch everything. And it's like, dude, everybody in the NBA, yeah, they can't. There but that's go. a little bit of individ- That's a little bit of individual defense there. Yeah, though, which is and I feel like a lot of guys oriented. You know, I feel like a lot of guys, if we're just being honest, they don't they don't want to guard. Nobody really want like you don't want to get embarrassed by Chris. You don't want to get embarrassed, especially Trey. Now I kind of understand why you want to special <laughs> Trey because Trey can dance on you a little bit. Chris can too, but Trey's just a little bit a little younger. Slower. So I get it. Yeah. So I get it. But I don't know. It's just that's for it is frustrating watching that because it's just like nobody's like okay, like when you see the switch, it's like, yeah, you go from Drew to Brooke. Well, now it's about to be Chris at the line or Chris getting a four point play because Brooke can't guard him. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's just something Mike I want to see. Man. Mike Budenholzer, man. Mike a guy making adjustments because yeah, his yeah. game his game plans in game ones are pretty awful for some reason. Like, he's always really I mean, bad in game ones. You're, dude, you're playing against a team that's it's they're very unpredictable. I mean, they have they could feed Aiton inside. They could feed they could just run Booker around the court for 30 Booker minutes screens, if they yeah. want to. Right? They get get CP3 to go ISO or with a pick and roll, which obviously the latter is way more successful for Chris Paul playing the pick and roll. And they have other great shooters, and Cam Johnson's had a couple had a couple nice games. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges been money. I mean, look, man, money. they're they're kind of a young. I don't want to say they're a younger version of the Clippers because they don't have similar players, but they just have a lot of people that are contributing. And and I'll take that kind of team any day of the week when you're pairing up with 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 CP3 especially. CP3's got good role players, man, and then two other stars. I, I'm I'm calling DeAndre yeah. Aiden a star. All right. DeAndre game is over. Close all star now. Yeah, center. Yeah, center all star now. It's center, crazy. Yeah, I mean he's got it. He's just gonna have. He's gonna get the reserves because Jokic is gonna be the perennial yeah, unless something mm-hmm. something happens there randomly. But man, this this Suns seems fun to watch. They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally forgot about Cam Johnson. He's another guy who's like a really good shooter, but I was yeah. familiar with, but I didn't know he was like ascending to. Man, they're going to start making some tough decisions. I don't know what years these guys, contract-wise, these guys are in, but I mean, I feel like Chris is going to have his little opt-out thing, and I don't know. He's going to get, get a like, bag, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. If they, if they, if they do, if they win a title, I don't care how bad the contract is year four. I'm giving him a four. Yeah, they're, they're going to force to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to reward him for getting a ring. Yeah, four years. Might, I think he might million. do it. I think he might. If he wins, no. I think he'll be more likely to do like a two to three year deal. No. You think he's, he's playing until he's like, 40? Got, yeah. Dude, four years, 100 plus million, man. He's going to get that. And he's going to deserve every cent if he gets this franchise a title. Yeah. That'll I be agree. more yeah. of a, uh, yeah, more of a, uh, just a. Thank you very much for saving yeah, our franchise. Yeah, pretty much. And like you say, franchise, man. And like you say if you're the president, or not, or not president, but if you're the owner and the GM owner. makes that deal, you kind of understand, like, hey, if this deal looks bad in two years, we want a championship. Nah. So you can't really mm-hmm. get on to yeah. the GM. The so city, the city like, will be off their back. The city will yeah, be yeah. off their back. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, it's going to be interesting to see how these playoffs are the uh, finals shape out. Like I said, I'm still giving Milwaukee a chance. Um, 
going to be interested to see how Giannis bounces back. I feel like maybe in game one, he had that adrenaline rush because, you know, you're getting back, he was training to get back for game one. So I want to see how his knee responds for game two. Um, I feel like this is a classic setup game for Chris Middleton because it feels like he's always hot and cold. So maybe this is the game he gets, you know, this game on the road. P.J. Tucker makes a couple of threes, so we're going to sit here and see. And uh, like you say, I am excited. Like, you know, a lot of it was I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know. It's the Suns. It's, you know, selfishly, I was wanting to see until Trey got here. I wanted to see Atlanta and Phoenix just because of the storylines between the two dueling guards and things like that and the two up-and-coming young t- younger teams. But like I say, these playoffs have been really interesting. And I think for both Milwaukee and Phoenix, you know, those teams getting a, play- uh, a championship and it's been, a, I think, say Phoenix and never gotten it, and you know Milwaukee. It's been ages since they've had one, so it's going to be cool to see whoever wins from that. But as usual, make sure you guys tune into our bullheaded underscore pod page on Instagram. I've been updating throughout the playoffs with nothing but strictly basketball. The finals will be over at some point, and it's going to be pretty challenging trying to figure out what content I want to create for that. And to Zeus the screen, I think baseball is going to be involved with that. Still going to be covering a lot of NFL stuff with you know training camps and NBA free agency and the draft. So I will be incorporating a lot of that. But uh, just make sure you guys tune into that. Make sure you guys subscribe to Apple, Spotify. When you're on Apple, make sure you give us a five star so we can get in the algorithms and people can see our show. Like I said, uh, Spotify, Apple, and Anchor. And as usual, for me, Sue and P. Bush, we're out. <laughs>